Hello, and welcome to the Get Lean and Eat Clean podcast. My name is Brian Grin. I'm a certified health coach, trainer, and author. And this podcast is for middle-aged men and women looking to optimize their health and get their bodies back to what it once was 10 to 15 years ago. I will give you simple, actionable items to get long-term sustainable results. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. All right, welcome to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. My name is Brian Grin. I hope you had a great weekend. Happy Tuesday, if you're listening to this on Tuesday. And hopefully this is my interview with Lat Manser. He's the research lead for a company called HVMN, and they've developed a product called Ketone IQ. So if you haven't checked it out, definitely check it out. We talk about all the advantages of taking this product along with ketones for brain health, high-carb versus low-carb diets, the importance of self-experimentation, uh, so Lat's a really interesting guy, and I definitely recommend listening to episode 248. Now, on today's micro podcast, I know you're loving these studies that I'm bringing up. Today, I'm sort of bringing up an abstract paper done on protein, sort of the nutrient in focus is the name of it. And I'll leave a link in the show notes if you want to read the whole um sort of the whole abstract of protein. But I'm going to just touch on sort of the highlights. Through this paper, they go through different studies that 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 have been done over the years about protein and what conclusions you can come from it. So it's really it's actually a well done paper, and I thought it'd be worth bringing it to your attention because it is a nutrient that comes up quite a bit on my on my podcast. I interviewed Dr. Don Lehman, and so if you really want to listen to that interview and learn more about protein and how you can apply it to your life, definitely check that interview with Dr. Don Lehman. Actually, some of this abstract talks about some of the studies that he's uh, performed through the years. Um, so uh, definitely worth listening to if you haven't already listened to my interview with Don Lehman. Um, and today we're going to touch on protein. Um, and I thought the abstract, I'm going to read that for you really quick, and then I'll give you a sort of conclusions from some of the things that popped out uh, for me as I went through this. Now, protein's an essential component of a healthy diet. Its focus of research programs are seeking to optimize health at all stages of life. The focus on protein as a nutrient often centers on thermogenic and the satiating effect of it. While included in a healthy diet, it's potential to preserve lean body mass. So three great things that I just got from that was the fact that the thermogenic effect of protein, meaning that just by ingesting protein, your body has to work that much harder to break it down. And so it, it, you know, your energy intake actually goes up. So that's the thermic effect of that food, um, which is a lot, which is higher than both fats and carbs when it comes to um, uh, having having that high thermic effect on your body. So that and the fact that it's a satiating nutrient is so important because obviously creating satiation uh, throughout the day is really great because that way you're not overeating and you're making sure that you're not you know snacking all day and things like that. And then also preserving lean body mass is so important, right? We talk about sarcopenia and it touches quite a bit on sarcopenia in this, in this uh, abstracts um, paper. Um, And what it, what it mentions the fact that um, sarcopenia is something that obviously happens as you age, typically after the age of 50 or 60 years old. Um, And what they noticed was the fact that, that establishing a framework with the consumption of a moderate amount of protein, approximately 25 to 35 grams of high quality protein at breakfast, lunch, and dinner um, is fairly important. And I remember Don Lehman talking a little bit about this is that 
if you can start and have your first meal be a higher protein intake meal, that will really set you up for the day, create satiation. And as it talks about here, it talks about protein dose and distribution and the fact that most people consume their proteins as the last meal, greater than 60% of their protein intake is coming from that evening meal. And what it talks about here is the, un and I'll quote, and the unequal distribution of protein intake over a 24 hour period may reduce the effectiveness of the total protein intake for promoting muscle health. The human body has a limited ability to store excess protein amino acids for later anabolic use. Therefore, there may be no protein synthetic advantage gained by consuming overly large servings of protein in a single meal. And this study, Patton Jones and Rasmussen 2009, talk about reported that consuming a moderate amount of protein at each meal stimulated 24-hour muscle protein synthesis more effectively than skewing the same total amount of protein intake towards the evening meal. I thought this was sort of a great highlight in the fact that, and I think all of us might run fall to this, is if you look at what people are eating, first meal of the day, cereal, breads, bagels, croissants, not much protein, very grain heavy. Second meal of the day, I don't know, it might be salads, maybe a little bit of protein, right? Some people do add protein to salads if they're having that. Um, and they might consume some of their protein in that middle meal. But if you think about that last meal, you know, a lot of people probably have a steak or, you know, chicken or some type of fish. And that's sort of the highlight. So they're prioritizing protein for that last meal, but they're not doing it for the first two meals. And that's where the problem lies. And they're talking about that. You want to make sure you have this equal distribution of protein intake throughout the day, as opposed to just having one big meal with, you know, over the, than 60% of your protein needs in that meal. So I thought that was really interesting, something you might want to take in consideration when you're sort of planning out your meals. And then it talks a little bit about a high protein diet and weight loss. Um, and this has been known for a decent amount and touched on in a lot of different studies, physiological research. Um, has clearly established that dietary protein represents the macronutrient with the greatest thermogenic potential and the most pronounced satiating effect, thereby implying that calorie for calorie, a high-protein diet should be expected to facilitate appetite control and reduce sub subsequent inner energy intake. As I mentioned earlier, right? Appetite control and controlling your energy intake throughout the day. So, you know, when applied to a weight loss program, principles, these principles that support the idea that a high protein diet should accentuate the weight reducing effect of a diet based obesity treatment. Okay. So yeah, if you're looking to lose some weight prior to having a high protein diet should be, you know, one of the staples of sort of your program. And then it talks about high protein diet and physical activity because just eating high protein obviously has a lot of great benefits, as I mentioned, but we want to add some physical activity. And I'll just um, read a little bit from, from this section. While increasing protein intake during weight loss offers some benefits, the combination of physical activity and protein enhances weight loss efforts. And this has been specifically investigated by Lehman in 2005, Dr. Don Lehman, who I've had on who recruited obese women in a 16-week weight loss program who were assigned to four conditions differing by the exercise prescription and the protein content of the diet. 
And as there's a table <laughs> shown that the high protein exercise combination increased mean body fat loss by about three kilograms compared with the other conditions while preventing loss of lean body mass. So bottom line, high protein along with exercise had the best results. Dr. Don Lehman did this study over a 16 week period with um, obese w women. And so this agrees with data recently reported who showed that the com combining exercise training with a higher protein diet primarily derived from dairy foods enhances body weight loss accompanied by greater fat free mass. So there you have it. I mean, um, I do like to add dairy from time to time. I, I, for, for myself, uh, Greek yogurt, love it. So that would be a great one to add in. Um, and it's just showing this combination of high protein and exercise can really help with fat free mass. Uh, so those are some of the main highlights I got from that. Um, so the bottom line is I would just track, see where you're at on a daily basis when it comes to protein intake. And I would shoot for, and Dr. Don Lehman talked about this, about 0.8 to one gram per pound of lean mass. Um, if you don't know your lean mass, cause you can get that done by a DEXA scan, just go off your weight. So if you're, you know, if a hundred, hundred and, you know, let's just say you're 200 pound male, I would say if you could get you know, probably around the 170 gram mark per day would be great. And, and don't try to get that in all then in, in, in one meal, try to get it, uh, as it talked about here, the sort of the distribution of protein throughout the day, you're better off getting it over three meals at least. Um, and, and this will help with muscle protein synthesis, um, for you throughout the day, and, as, as opposed to just having protein in that last, or at least a majority of protein in that last meal. Um, so definitely track, see where you're at, and then, you know, shoot for a number. Also not talked, at least I, I didn't see it, but uh, Dr. Don Lehman talked about the fact that leucine is an amino acid that helps with muscle protein synthesis. Um, so make sure you're getting quality proteins and mostly, obviously animal proteins do have a better bioavailability. And um, for the most part, if, if you eat animal proteins would be the way to go. Uh, it can be done with, with plant proteins. You probably just have to consume that much more of them to, to get the same amount than you would from animal proteins. So, but whatever, whatever, whatever one fits your bill, it can work. Um, and so that, that's what I want to touch on sort of with this abstract paper done on protein. I thought you'd find it beneficial. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Would love a review. That'd be great. If you're loving these micro podcasts, let me know. And if you have any questions, email me, brian at briangrin.com. And I hope you have a great rest of the week. And I will talk to you on Friday with another great interview. Thanks for listening to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. I understand there are millions of other podcasts out there and you've chosen to listen to mine. And I appreciate that. Check out the show notes at briangrin.com for everything that was mentioned in this episode. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend or family member that's looking to get their body back to what it once was. Thanks again and have a great day.